0: And then one day she decided to start living her own life. She organized her crap and she got busy. Good morning and welcome to uh, Organized Chaos. How are ya? Clearly almost not organized myself here in this speaking thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, anyway, hey, Uh, How are you? Welcome to uh, my podcast. Uh, It has been a, I'm in the thick of launching uh, Organized Chaos as a, its own business entity. Uh, I, this is like the first time I've got talking to lawyers and talking to Marketing specialists and talking through just a pile of different things, doing a couple interviews. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it's it's only going to get more exciting. Uh, but I find that my brain is kind of stopped working in the ways that it always has, um, and just grateful for these systems because I feel like this is when you 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 kind of fall off and you you know life gets busy, life gets exciting, um, and it just gets challenging to making sure that we are, uh, I'm still doing the things that are going to keep me sane and, you know, on one track. And, um, that doesn't always happen because that's when, uh, if you are a little bit like me, your brain has like a million different tabs open and you have to like, Okay. Uh, just for sake of saying so, in case this is something that you struggle with, uh, something that's always really helped me in these situations, um, is to do a brain dump. I think sometimes we, you know, we carry it all in and we keep it all in our brains, but when we can do a little brain dump, we are able to kind of get out of our own heads, uh, make sure that we're, you know, doing the right things and kind of move towards the success of whatever it is that we are working towards. So Maybe you need a little brain dump, maybe not. Uh, Anyway, today's sponsor is, uh, wait for it, this is an interesting sponsor for today, considering what we're going to talk about, is uh, Pure Romance. Um, You know, before you get all giggly, uh, Pure Romance is an incredible company that uh, houses tons of not just Toys and things for you know um, your marriage bed, but also um, tons of stuff for women and lotions and creams and all kinds of things. So uh, in the show notes today, you can grab my link. Uh, they are having some incredible Black Friday sales, uh, and yes, this might be how you spice up your marriage, but this also might just be how you uh, you know get back to just making sure you're taking care of your marriage or taking care of yourself. So um, be sure to check them out. Okay, so. I was at the dinner table the other night, and Carter had been, uh, Avery had had a, a cavity put in, and she was crying after it was over because she really doesn't like numbness, and she snapped at him, and so later at dinner, we were talking, and her highs were, her high was that the cavity was over and she no longer had to do that. But her low was that she yelled at Carter. And so Carter being Carter, he always has all the questions under the sun and says, well, mom, like why, like why didn't she answer? Like shouldn't she answer? And it was such a great question because these are the moments that we are created for. These are the moments that we get to pour life into our kids. And uh, I hope that this, this right now is the moment where you then can do the same in your family because I believe that it starts right here at the dinner table in these moments where we create the next generation of marriageable humans. All right, so let me finish the story, uh, and then we can talk a little bit more about this concept. But So anyway, I expressed to Carter, I took Hudson's hand, who was sitting next to me, and I held Hudson's hand, and I said, Hey, I said, so Carter, when you are married someday, and your wife is crying, and she's sad, or she doesn't, you know, you're not really sure what's wrong, uh, you're going to take her hand, and you're going to say, you know, Hey, sweetie, I'm here, when you're ready. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you if you need me. Um, but whatever you need to do, just, just know that uh, you want to cry, you can cry. You want to talk, we can talk. But whatever you need, I am here. And Garter's response, of course, is like, well, is that what Dad does? And for the first five years of our marriage. I can gar—I can tell you that that is not how it all went down. Uh, my husband is a fixer, so when I would be sad or mad or whatever, he wanted to fix the issue, right? And that fixing of the issue often led to worsening the issue and or now we are fighting because I am frustrated with his uh, lack of maybe, I don't want to say listening to me, but hearing me and understanding that I needed I need something else. I needed him to just be with me. I just needed him to sit beside me and I think that sometimes that's so you know so silly but I said that's that's sometimes what women what women need we don't know how to even get to the bottom of why we're feeling the way we're feeling and if you actually asked Avery she probably had no idea why she was really crying it was a combination of being nervous and anxious and probably some pain and some uh, uncomfortability and then you know crying in front of the people and so Anyway, it's all of those things, you know, combined. And I, I was telling a friend this and she reminded me, she's like, do you know why I was attracted to your page like years and years ago? And I said, no. And she said, you said something I don't think I've ever heard, heard anyone ever say. And it was this idea that we are to create marriageable humans. And she's like, and I think at the time you have like a four year old, like that was your oldest kid. And here you are worried about making marriageable humans. And I, you know, it's not that I, I stopped Doing that, I guess I just, you know, sometimes I have a thought and then I move move through that. But the truth of the matter is this is our role. Our role is to use our everyday experiences, our situations, our these moments in between and teach them how to be marriageable humans. Because when you think about marriage, if you're married, it's hard it is hard and can and you can only imagine all the things that if you come out of a home that marriage was not a good thing or marriage was harder than you've ever seen you're either going to come out as a kid with zero desire to be married number one or you're going to bring all those destructive things you saw into your marriage and similar to your legacy this is how we break some generational things right because well I'm like that because my grandpa was like that and my grandpa's like that because his grandpa was like that and like those unfortunately are excuses y'all no matter what even though we all have our own generational things we got to get through we have to decide that we are not going to allow that to be a dictator of our current situation of our life and uh, I think that that's you know that's something that is challenging for a lot of people because how do we create marriageable humans what does that even look like? Uh, you know, number one, I think it starts with your marriage. What does your marriage look like from the outside? And and this is kind of where you have to decide is, you know, I think there's obviously some marriages have not a lot of touch as a part of their marriage. But I would implore you to take the love languages and ensure that both parties Love language is being met because if you never touch and lo and behold, your husband is touch for his love language, what do you think is lacking in his marriage if you're never touching, right? And so you decide what that looks like. Are you, you know, are you guys handsy? I mean, obviously there's a layer of appropriateness for the ages of your kids, and but I never want you know, my kids to grow up. And I mean, I know they'll go through the stage of where that's gross, but at the same time, I want them to understand that that's marriage. And that is what we get to do as, you know, married couples. And that's how we show one another love, uh, especially raising three boys, not to put any pressure on my husband, but man, that's a lot like ensuring that, you know, I think if it's one thing James does so well, is there is no role uh, aside from, yes, he's the leader of our house. Yes, he is, you know, he works an actual job like for a company. Uh, Yes, he, you know, is the man of the house and he's large and in charge. Um, But he also has zero issues folding laundry or zero issues with helping, you know, do whatever, whatever literally whatever he is game for. And so, Taking, you know, this is one of those times where you got to kind of conversate with your spouse and have that like discussion of what does it look like to have a great marriage? And maybe doing a little assessing of like, what, what did your parents' marriage look like? Was that, did, what did, what Was that good for you in the future or was that bad for you in your future? Did you bring any of that into your current marriage? Uh, You know, I think, you know, we take premarital courses and truthfully, I think I would love to develop my own premarital course, not because I'm an expert on marriage by any means, but there's definitely some lacking questions that we don't ask in premarital counseling, and there sh- and they sh- and they should we should because you know we don't may- maybe we don't even talk about you know we talk about what kind how many kids we want to have and how how far apart and you know what are they going to be like and you know this that and the other but there are some nitty gritty questions that bring out some heated issues in parenting if you are not on the same page which is okay but just know that it could have maybe been talked about you know early on earlier on uh and so you have that conversation with your spouse decide what it is what are some marriage what are some of the things you want your kids to then take into their homes when they are married Uh, you know and I think this is where prayer is so essential. But are you already praying for your uh, your kid's future spouse? Because imagine you raise this like great little kid, and they totally get like marriage, and they're ready to rock and roll, and then they end up with someone who's just like battered and bruised from watching her parents batter and bruise one another, and now like watch out. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, And so preparing your kids for all of these things and praying up for that spouse that is coming their way, uh, these are essential. They really are essential to helping create marriageable kids. Uh, Another thing that we really like to do is uh, having healthy disagreements in front of our kids is one of the things that then shows them because there's, there's a line, right? There's like, we, they never fight, but they really are. They just fight in private. Or they are raging fighting all the time. Those are like the two, two ends of the spectrum. But the reality is if they can see mom and dad have a healthy discussion in real life and then they're, and then apologize or kiss or whatever to mend the situation, think about how healthy that is for a kid right? Like not only did they just learn what marriage disagreements should look like, but they also just learned how to have like a healthy conversation, not even just in marriage, just in general. Um, so that's, that's a big deal. That's a, that's going to carry them into a lot of situations in their life. Um, you know, what else there's, uh, making sure like you're, you're talking through a situation, like when it does come up, like at the dinner table, how to handle x y and z what does that look like from this you know perspective yes we have girls and boys so we can it's it's kind of fun for us because we can you know kind of play the role model of both parties uh, both sexes and kind of see what or and let the kids ask the questions uh and let them see how to um handle that in a certain situation and you know a third is we have a, we, we're pretty specific in our roles in, in our home, not to say that we don't do certain things that may, you know we don't always do. but like, James always gets the gas. Like I never wonder if there's gas in my car because he, he always gets the gas. If it means he's getting in his car at 8 pm at night because I'm taking the car first thing and he, he, he gets the gas. I don't know why. I have never really asked him why. This is the role he chooses to play. But I will tell you, it is like a love language overflow when I know we're short on gas and somehow in the middle of like magically there's gas in my tank the next day. I, I think it's mate. Like it's just such a way, it's such an honorable way to love me in the simplest thing, right? And so these are the questions we we just have to ask ourselves and we have to sit down with our spouse and we have to, you know, what what are we doing? What are we doing with these kids? Well, how do we want them to go into the world? How do we want them to go into our mar- into their marriages? All of this is going to just play into the kind of kids we are raising to then therefore go on and be marriageable humans. Uh and I mean, it starts. It starts early, y'all. It doesn't have to be something that you wait till they're twelve. Uh, it's one of the funnest lessons you'll ever hear. If you've never brought up marriage with your your you know four year old, it's hysterical. When I tell him someday he's going to have a wife, he giggles like it's the funniest thing on the planet. And you know Carter thinks it's amazing that Avery's going to have three other sisters, and and it's just a great conversation. But the but the more we play marriage to be truly what it's meant to be and and the joy that it can bring and the goodness that it is, the more we're going to change that generation's perspective and the more we're going to be hands-on with our kids in an area that is one of the biggest commitments and challenges they will ever take on um, as a grown human being. sure hope that this episode brought you um, just a, a change-up uh, perspective on the role that we play as parents, as married people, as you know, people in society who are contributing in what way, y'all. This is one of the easiest ways we can pour into the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. Uh, knowing the heartache and the pain and the financial and the disdain and the what that does on a person when their marriage fails, I think is so important that we give it all we can to these kids so that they know how, what, who, when, why, uh, we do what we do. And I, I think that it, it begins with us, it begins in our homes, and then we go from there. So I hope that this was um, helpful for you. I hope that you will uh, take the time to sit with your spouse and talk about marriageable humans and how you yourself and you guys can begin to cultivate that in your home and in how you parent and in how you do marriage. Uh, I hope you will share this with anyone who you think might need to hear it. And as always, I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And uh, I will see you on the flip side.